and welcome back to our next episode. This one's a little interesting, but a topic that we have probably thrown around for a while. Mm -hmm. So today on this episode, we are going to be talking introvert versus extrovert. We wanted to bring this up because uh, we've encountered a lot of people, but we've also compared each other to what we are. Yeah, I feel like you're a lot more extroverted than I am. Yeah. And I'm a weird introvert. (laughs) Because if you meet me, I won't say anything to you. No. I will ignore your presence unless you talk to me. If you initiate a conversation with me, I'm very friendly and I will talk your ear off about anything. But I will not initiate conversations. Um, If, however we become friends like online or something, or I meet you through someone else. It's like, I've known you my entire life. Yeah. But otherwise like, like networking for work. I am the (laughs) worst. (laughs) It's not even torture. I'm just really bad at it. Like I don't do it. Yeah. Like I'll go to the events because my boss tells me I'm supposed to, but I don't talk. Yeah. I like hide with the people that I know and they'll introduce me to people. And then once those people start talking to me, then I talk. Yeah. But otherwise, like, I, like, hide in a corner until someone I know gets there. So for those that don't know, because I'm sure there will be some people that don't know what an introvert and an extrovert is, an introvert person is somebody that is very to themselves. They are not really outgoing. They kind of prefer non-social environments and crowded environments. And an extrovert is someone that you can compare to, like, the life of the party. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody who is very social, who is okay with being in large crowds, who is able to make friends very easily and communicate very easily. So this is very different for you to be doing this because you're literally communicating with countries. Yes, but I'm not looking them face-to-face. This is another reason why we don't do videos because it makes us very nervous. Yeah, which is interesting. So... When I was in high school, I could not call in a pizza. <laughs> like. I don't mean to laugh. Like, I know Kyle doesn't call in He pizzas. does not. He, does. he Now, he, thank God there's apps, but he will not pick up the phone and call. Yeah, for me, it was because I was scared the person was going to jump through the phone and kill me. <laughs> I could not talk to strangers on the phone. I was terrified. I just couldn't talk to people. And, like, if I dated someone... And they took me to, like, a party or to, like, their friend's house. The first time I would go, I'd literally hide behind them. Like, I couldn't talk to people. Then I went to modeling school and taught me a little bit of confidence um, and etiquette, which was nice. But um, after that, I was actually – I got over stage fright a little bit when it comes to, like, um, uh, professional speaking. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was able to do the job I did out of high school well, which was I worked for a domestic violence agency and I spoke out about teen dating violence and brought awareness to the fact that it exists. I also spoke about human trafficking and stuff like that. Um, So I'm actually a professional public speaker. Um, But again, it's because I wasn't really interacting. It was because (laughs) I was literally in control on a stage or behind a podium and nobody was interacting with me. And to be fair, I was kind of talking from a script for a lot of that. 
So it wasn't like my own thoughts that someone was like judging. Yeah. Because that is, I think, my biggest fear and why I am such an introvert is I'm so scared of what other people are thinking. So I think that's where Ali used to think I'm very extroverted. I do not. I think I'm a mix of the both. You're like an extroverted introvert. Yeah. Because I will 100% if I go to a party and you strike up a conversation with me, we will have a conversation. Um, No problem doing that. But I am very uncomfortable when I go to parties if I do not know anybody. I won't go. And to this day, even seeing karaoke, I can have all the confidence in the world for those that don't know uh, and haven't listened. I met Allie because of her brother, Greg. We were in a performance group in college, and I did that from young ages. I was in plays and such until, I mean, I still do it. Um, I never let it show, but every time I step on stage, my knees shake. Mm. and I get, like, the overwhelming panic feeling. Yeah, I get that. Because I'm so scared, like you said, that Mm -hmm. people are judging. Yeah. I mean, I've been in a million plays. I've had leads in plays. I've had sang solos. I've done karaoke. And I, every time, shake inside internally uncontrollably because it scares the shit out of me to be in front of people. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, Even teaching. When I was teaching and I would get my um, observations, if I was standing up doing a group lesson, I would start shaking. Teaching is the one place that I'm just like, no, I got this. Yeah. Even though I knew I had it, I knew what I was doing. Yeah. um, I would start to feel my knees shake like they were going to give out. I think I was like that my first day of teaching and then now... I'm like, I'm okay. I think when I had my first observation where a teacher that I didn't know came in to observe me because I'm an adjunct, so they have to kind of come in and see if we're doing our jobs. I was kind of a little nervous because it was like my third week. So my third class ever Ever. teaching. Yeah. But when we got done, the first thing she says to me, she's like, how do you know all their names? (laughs) I'm like, because it's the third week. Yeah. You and she's like, memory. yeah, she's like, do you have like a name game you do? I'm like, no. It's I'm so like, weird how people can do that. People tell me that all the time. The lady that, uh, Amy, who I used to teach with, who was the other teacher in kindergarten, I would know her entire class before she did. So my thing is, is that one, I write all of their names down mm-hmm. so that I know that there is, because if I write things down, I remember it better. Yeah. Um, so that I know that there are people in my class with those names. Yeah. So I have the names already memorized. Yeah. It's just putting a face to them. Yep. Then when each of them comes in, I ask them their name. So by the time everyone has come in, I've already put the face to the name. And then each time I call on them for something, I'm then like, I have them remind me of their name. So by the second class, I know their names. Yeah. And that was something she was so impressed by. Yeah. And I was just like, cool. So you're not even going to pay attention to the rest of my lesson. You're just impressed that I know everyone's names. Great. This is awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, it was, I guess, cause I don't know. I think I've always been good with that. Kyle says it all the time. You have a crazy memory. Like you remember mm-hmm. shit that most people wouldn't remember. Yeah. And you pick it up quick. Yeah. 
know. I think that are just like people make me uncomfortable. And it's also yeah. like I think the older I get, people make me uncomfortable. That's because the world gets crazier as we get older. Yep. But my thing is also like Except in Disney. Disney's a magical place, but I don't talk to people on Disney either. No, but I can be around like mm-hmm. the crowds. Yeah, for sure. And be okay. But like my thing is like even with parties, like I get to every party early. <laughs> yep. I can attest to that. I do. And it's solely because when people start getting there, I get so anxious yeah. and so uncomfortable that I can't stay. Unless you throw the party and you're intoxicated, which we've done a few times. We have, but not in a very long time. Obviously not. Yes. Um, but no, even for like parties that I have had for like my birthday. Yeah. I've sat there and like thought to myself, like, would it be rude if I left? <laughs> No, it's your birthday. Because I'm like, I, too it's people. just too many people. And yeah. I know all of the people. But it's too, yeah. Like, my brother's bachelor party. Okay? I knew every single person there. But and you still wanted to I run. dated two of the people there. Yeah. But, like, about 30, 40 minutes in, I was like, oh my god, I want to go home. And it's not because I wasn't having fun. I was having a great time. I was yeah. enjoying the time with everybody and talking. And I love seeing my brother so happy. Yeah. But it was just, it was just so many people and it just makes me really uncomfortable. And I feel like there are some people that get really upset that I do that. But the problem is, is that like, and I feel bad doing it. And I felt really bad doing it for David's birthday this year at the park. David, you had a lot going on. I did. And I, but I felt bad, but I got there early. Like I usually did. And, but like once a lot of people, people started showing up, I started getting really anxious. You would have died at Madison's party. Which is why I also, like, I went over to where Madison was, yeah. to the playground, to give myself a break and to, you know, help Madison. But it was also just, like, I just, I felt like I was being, like, suffocated. Yeah. It's outside. Yeah. I was not being suffocated. But for me, it's just a lot of people. And it's a lot of people I don't know. Yeah. And so it was, it's hard for me. Parties are hard for me. Yeah. Like, even, like, Landon's birthday parties when he used to have them, like, I would get there early and help set up. And spend that quality time with Landon. Them, yeah. And then when a lot of people started showing I'm up, I, I left. Yeah. I got the time with him. That's really all I'm there for. That's all yeah. I care about is just the time with the child. Yeah. And the little bit of time with, like, Megan and the family. I'm not there to socialize with people I don't know. Yeah. I'm there for Landon. Yeah. So that's what I did. Yeah. And, and it's uncomfortable. And I think I found myself, Kyle had mentioned something about this even when we go to parties now, birthday mm-hmm. parties for our friends' kids, and I'm clinging to familiar. Yeah. So there are friends that are coming in that I don't know, and it's not me being rude. It's just because the whole introduction, hi, I'm so-and-so, oh, that's my kid, hi, I'm, I know them. I, I don't want to have a conversation. I it, just... It's uncomfortable. It makes me anxious. Mm-hmm. And I silently feel like everybody's judging me. Uh, so this this – made me really uncomfortable and I hated the situation. So at my sister-in-law's um, bridal shower, mm-hmm. um, I knew a bunch of people that because yeah. I know her friends and I've met her cousins. I know her grandparents, her grandmothers. Like I knew a few people there. Yeah. But I'm Greg's younger unmarried sister. sister. So not only were people talking to me, some of which that I didn't know, but they were all talking to me about when is it going to be my turn to get married. No one drove me nuts. So now 
not only am I uncomfortable because it's a lot of people, yeah, but now I'm also uncomfortable because you're asking me questions that I don't want to answer that I'm uncomfortable with. This was also right in the middle of the Canada situation. Yeah. So I'm also like, I just lost the person that I am in love with Mm -hmm. and feel like my whole world is crashing to the ground and you're asking me about when I'm going to get married and have kids. Yeah. Great. Thank you. (laughs) So I started kind of getting like snappy. Yeah. Because my mom and one of her friends were telling me the beauty of having children. And I got snappy. I was like, that's great. You guys continue having children. I'm going to use that money to buy plane tickets. (laughs) And so then they started communicating to each other and left me out of the conversation. And I was like, great. This is wonderful. And then nobody talked to me again for a while. And I was like, perfect. But it's just, it's hard. I think it's interesting too that people would probably start talking to you before they would talk to me. Why is that? Because I think I'm scary. To approach. You can be. You're a little intimidating sometimes. I think if we were standing together, people would approach you before they would approach me. 100%. I think it also depends on where we are. Very true. Because. Or demeanor or change. Like. I used to. Because when I go places, I tend to not speak. I tend to just look at my surroundings. Mm-hmm. And I used to do that at school. When I was when I was in England. Mm-hmm. I just kind of plop myself down in the corner and just listen to people talk. Yeah. And I got told that it was very intimidating because I never said anything. Yeah. I literally just sat there and and listened. Yeah. And what's funny is that the girl that told me it was intimidating is one of the most successful people out of our entire class. (laughs) Like seriously, she, she just did something at the globe. And, like, the play that she wrote is touring the world right now. And toured at the Globe. Yeah. Like, she's ridiculously successful. And I'm like, I'm intimidating to you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're you're currently here for your PhD while writing a play and directing and doing all of this (laughs) stuff while also being the Juliet in our Romeo and Juliet. But, yeah, sure, I'm intimidating because I don't talk. I'm not talking because you all make me nervous. Just depends on the people, too. Um... But I think it just depends on the situation. Yeah. Because in certain situations, yeah, I'd probably be a little bit more approachable. Yeah. But in other situations, I might not be. Yeah. I think it really just depends where we are. And what we're doing. Yeah. It would be interesting if this blows up and we have like a meet the meet the podcaster squad. It'd have, it'd have to be behind the screen. <laughs> I'd be so terrified. I oh mean, if somebody's willing to fly us to another country and have like a whole, we're, you're going. I oh, know I would. I've held your hand the whole time. I promise. Thank you. Honestly, I'm more comfortable in other countries than I am here. Yeah, I'd be the opposite. I would be a scared bitch. So it's weird because, like, it's funny. When I went to Italy, I was I remember sitting in my room and thinking. Of the fact that I had just flown to Venice mm-hmm. to do this program, but I didn't want to talk to anybody. So I was going to spend the two weeks you know? roaming around Venice by myself. <laughs> and I remember being on the phone with my mom, terrified. Yeah. Because, like, there was a part of me that didn't even want to go. The only reason I went was because of John and my mom. Yeah. Because I was making up every excuse not to go. Yeah. 
And it wasn't because I didn't want to go. Fuck that. I want to go to Venice. It was yeah. To study Shakespeare and the Merchant of Venice in Venice. Yeah. On the 400th anniversary of Shakespeare's death. Fuck yeah, I wanted to go. Yeah. I was terrified. Mm-hmm. And they got me to go. I remember sitting in my room on the phone with my mom. I was crying because I was just so scared. And I started thinking of Casey. <laughs> what would Casey do? That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I sat in my room and I kept saying to myself, what would Casey do? Yeah. And I just kept saying it over and over and over again. And I got up and I got out of my room and I walked down the hall and in my head, I'm like, what would Casey do? What would Casey do? And I walked past this room and there was a girl sitting there. And in my head, I'm like, Casey would say hi. So I walked to the door and I said, hi. <laughs> I <just> shouted <laughs> at her. Um, and she became like my closest friend yeah. in, um, in Venice. We're still friends. She's currently in studying in South Korea. Um, but we're still in touch. Yeah. And because of her, we became friends and then we became friends with two other girls and the four of us did everything together those two weeks. So, but honestly, it's solely because in my brain, I'm like, this is what Casey would do. Yeah. And honestly, so many things since I met Casey, I would not have done had I never met Casey. Yeah. Like, she is one of, like, the friends that I've met over my journeys and the places I've been in the world that I am the most grateful for. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have had a lot of my other experiences had I not met her. Yeah. And I wouldn't have met a lot of the people I've met if it wasn't for her. Because... I, like, have lived by what would Casey do. Yeah. I should, like, get it freaking tattooed on my body <laughs> at this point. Like, WWKD. Like, it's just, it's been so incredibly helpful to me because Casey is just so full of life. She is definitely an extrovert. Oh, 100%. But in, like... The best possible way. Just the most beautiful ways. Yeah. She is just so passionate about life. And, like, I haven't seen her in a long time. Um, and she's she's living in Florida again, mm-hmm. so I hope to see her soon. But I know that she's busy, you know, with work and her family. And she's pregnant again, again with her third yeah. kid. And that's great. And I'm so happy for her. Um, but I know that she's still that person. Like, yeah. It's just it, – it's very different. You know, the person that was crawling through pub crawls in France with no, me is very different than the, <laughs> the, the mother and wife and, you know – teacher that she is now but she is still such a lively beautiful person and I love that and I love that I've been able to like kind of flow on this journey with With her her. because she has helped me get out of my shell so much just because I have so much respect for her yeah and like I still remember wedding dress shopping and she was like the life of the party she's like try this one on what about this but do you like this one? I was like, and I was so overwhelmed. I'm like, yeah, her, no. Her excitement is a little bit And she was like, come on, you can do this. And everyone I would come out, she'd be like, oh, that's the one. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, I needed this. She's just, she's amazing. And she's just, and honestly, I think what the, one of the best things about her is the fact of her love for love. love. Yeah. And like, Back then, it was, like, the funniest thing, almost, because she just wanted love. Uh-huh. And she definitely went and looked, at it for the, looked for it at the wrong places. Yeah. And she found it in the wrong places a few times. But I love the fact that she has found it in such the perfect place now. And 
you know, she, she's got a wonderful husband, a wonderful family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she, she's built this life for herself and she is filled with so much love. Mm -hmm. And I love that for her Yeah, because there's no one in this world that deserves it it and loves love as much as that one. Yeah. Yes. You are hundred percent correct. Even meeting her that brief time that she came down with you. Mm Mm-hmm. And her wild, crazy story about marrying a foreigner. Oh, yeah. No, she she was planning on marrying multiple foreigners. Because <laughs> the when, dress that she bought. Yeah, that was going to be her first <laughs> wedding. Her first wedding was going to be in that yellow dress. This is so funny. She ended up wearing that yellow dress for a Golden Globes party that she threw. So I think funny. it was. It was Golden Globes or Emmys. I'm not sure which one. She definitely made that whole experience like that much more enjoyable. And even the stories that you tell me from when you guys were in Cambridge. Oh my gosh. She was, but it's like the epitome of an extrovert, the life of the party. And Mm -hmm. even the most (coughs) introverted person, you could not help but like turn that extrovert corner when you are with Casey. I mean, I even just like our time together when we were in Cambridge and Amsterdam and France, I felt like I was a different person. Yeah, you were. Because I I was with her. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're with Casey, you can just be fearless. Yeah. I mean, like, walking through Mumat with her at three in the morning, <laughs> being followed by French guys with no money, completely drunk off our asses. And in my head, I'm just like, Casey's here. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> We don't know where our apartment is. We have no money. We're being followed by men we can't understand. But everything is going to be fine because Casey is here. And everything was fine. Yeah. You know, I called my mom. She sent money. We were fine. Our cab driver ended up being the most amazing person. I somehow got us back to the apartment because I recognized a bridge. Um, <laughs> so great sense of direction here. Um, and it was great. And But Casey was just... The perfect person to travel with yeah. because I would not have had the experiences I had in Amsterdam, Cambridge, or France had I gone with anyone else. It's so funny to me too, when you look at like dynamics. So I was talking to, I think Nicole about this. Kyle is very extroverted with other people. He will talk to anybody. Hi, how you doing? Like no problem introducing himself. He will have conversations with anybody and anyone, mm-hmm. but he is very extroverted or introverted with places he goes and things that he does. So we were talking about, I was discussing with him about when we renew our vows, I told you about this, mm-hmm. wanting to go overseas and go to like Ireland, Scotland, like it's just places I wanted to see <coughs> that we could just go to an experience I wanted to have. Mm-hmm. And his biggest concern was what if I don't like the food and they don't understand me? I'm like, they get tourists all the time. Mm-hmm. They don't speak a completely different language. I mean, I mean, they do in certain areas. They, they speak do, Gaelic, but but it's not like no, they understand English perfectly. Yeah, it's not like we're going to fucking Bogota, Colombia, no. or uh, Mexico. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they understand. Not Japan and. I was like, this is like a once in a lifetime experience. He's like, oh, I don't know. And then if we fly, like how long is the flight? And so cautious Mm -hmm. 
with and me i'm like oh my god we have to pack this and we have to go see this and he's, he's like what so we kind of flip-flop in that sense yeah um i would love to do even just saying local in the u.s mm-hmm. the places that i want to go he's like oh i don't know so it's very interesting how we kind of flip. Yeah. Like I tell him all the time, I'm like, oh, fucking life of the party. You can talk to everybody. You have to talk to everybody. Yeah. You don't have to be so freaking friendly. You know what I mean? Um, but with certain things, he's very introverted and very, like, cautious. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to see that dynamic change. Like, even when we would go to Disney, <coughs> I ran the ship. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're going here. We're going here. Here's our fast passes. Like. And he's like, can't we just go with the flow? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, we have a plan. This is what we need to do. Yeah. Um, and he would become, like, the crowd would freak him out. Yeah. So it's very different how that dynamic changes. And I think it's a, a big thing to do with comfort, which, what you become comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You know, with Casey, you felt fearless. Sometimes I feel like in certain situations – I don't have a fear when it comes to those things like traveling or, you know, planning things. I also am a big planner and like to be in control. So that's probably where that steps in. Preach. Um, but still to this day, like if I go to a party and I don't know anybody, I will say to myself, my husband will make friends with every person at that party. I will not talk to a single person unless he's like, Hey, this is my wife. Yeah. I just won't go. If I'm not going to know anybody there, I won't go. Or I'll go early to be able to go for whoever's party it is. We went to a wedding in February for a friend of his. And he's introduced. He knew everybody because they were all, like, crane operators. And it was great to meet everybody. But they're, like, having conversations. And I'm just like, is the bread good? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, those are the – I'm like, okay. I mean, now when I get with my other friends that are, like, dance moms and stuff and we're Mm -hmm. talking about things, I can sit there and we can have conversations for an hour. But bring someone new in that I don't know, Mm -hmm. I immediately, like, that wall immediately goes up. I get it. Another extrovert that I know is Greg. Oh, yeah. So if you – we will have him on. I think this season is going to be where we introduce Greg. Yeah, and I feel like he'll be on multiple episodes. Yeah. Because he's ridiculously extroverted. Yes. And he always has been. I mean, as long as I've known him, he's just been, hey, how you doing? I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Stop. As long as I've known him, he's been like that. I think our first class ever was music theory at like 7.30 in the morning. And Greg would walk in and be like, boom, happy Monday. I'm like, stop yelling at me. There must have been something up with him because Greg's not a morning person. No, Um, but the minute he would walk into that music building, like, boom, everything was like, hey, how are you? Good morning. I'm like, yeah, it's just Greg likes to be around people. He's a people person. Granted, he does have, you know, that meter and it does get low sometimes where he just does get a little overwhelmed. He needs to get away yeah but it takes Everybody a very long time to get to that point i think greg for, would be a phenomenal principal i was thinking about that the other day he would um he you know there's a reason he is so great in new york at yeah. sales um for those that don't know my brother sold comedy tickets in times square um and he was incredible like broke records like my brother was inc- the best like sorry if there are other sell. promoters out there that are listening but my brother is better than you um <laughs> and you know that if you dig deep inside um but like he would he had like his pitch 
And when people didn't want to stop for him, he'd be like, listen, I can do my pitch in one minute. You can time it. If I can do the whole thing, give you all the information for you to fully understand in one minute, you gotta buy, you tickets. Gotta buy tickets. And you get them every time. Cause yeah. you could do it, get all the information out. They completely understand what was going on in one minute. So you gotta be. And like, he was just so like, he'd be out there singing and dancing yeah. and, you know, just having a good time. And the thing about my brother is that it's, not necessarily that he's extroverted in the sense like he gets in your face. Yeah. It's that my brother's just so much fun and he's so nice that you just want to be around him. When I think of Greg and I have to compare him to somewhere, I would think like Times Square or Vegas. Bright, flashy, like boom in your face. Someplace that never sleeps, that's always going and will guarantee make you have a good time and smile. Yeah. And, like, I texted my brother the other day because, like, the day I sent you, yeah. like, just your reminder, I sent a reminder to, like, each of – all the people that are the closest to me yeah. of reminders that I thought they needed. Yeah. And my reminder that I sent my brother was basically that, like, I know that he takes on a lot for our family and that he is the person that can get us all to do the things we know we should be doing. Yeah. But don't do because we are stubborn. Yeah. Um – and that, you know, I know that he goes without sometimes to make sure that we are okay. Yeah. And that if we forget sometimes, thank you. Yeah. And that, you know, if I don't always show my appreciation, it's not that I'm not listening. It's that I just don't know how to show, show you I'm listening. Yeah. But my brother is just such a very, like, exciting, doting, caring person to be around that you just, it's more than just he's extroverted it's you want to be around him. yes you want to talk to him like yes. you want the conversation to continue he's just got a very charming genuine personality mm-hmm. it's not fake it's not he's putting on a facade my brother is always like that i had a crush on greg when i first met him for that reason yeah he also has those really pretty eyes that yes but his smile and because he was like larger than like that was some one that i was craving to be around yeah it's just everybody. And is. it was infectious. Yeah. It still is infectious. Absolutely. His kid is going to be like a fucking superstar. Yeah, I can't wait. I it's going to happen. shit out of his kids. It's going to happen. Like, yeah. he... <laughs> and again, it's just something that comes naturally. Greg is one of those people that even if you don't feel like talking, you are anxious, something... Like, he's going to draw you out of that shell. He did it for me at his wedding. Yeah. At his wedding, he was calming me down. Yeah. Because I found out like 15 minutes before I was, we were all supposed to start walking down the aisle that I was walking down by myself. Oh, I was supposed to walk down with the best man who is like my brother. So yeah. I felt calm and comfortable that I was walking down with Adam. Then I find out, no, no, Adam's walking down and then you're walking down. So I was walking down by myself. Jeez. And I'm like, has a really long aisle to walk down <laughs> by myself. <laughs> And so all of these scenarios started popping into my head. Like, oh my God, what if I trip? What if my dress gets stuck? What if I sneeze? What if, like, every, every stupid scenario is in my head. And I start panicking. And at this point, I've already taken one of my anxiety pills that the doctor gave me. Yeah. So I go to my mom. I'm like, do you have the other one? And she's like, no. I'm like, can you go get it? I'm like freaking out. And Greg, like, grabbed my arms and he's like, breathe. He's like, I will be at the other end. Just Focus on me. Look at me. Yeah. It will be okay. Did they get any pictures of him seeing you? 
Yes. Okay. There's actually a picture of him blowing me a kiss as I got to the end of the aisle and me blowing him a kiss back. Mm. But there's actually, there are a few photos of me just walking down the aisle, just paying Staring attention to my brother. Yeah. And it got me down the aisle. I had no anxiety, no fear walking down the that aisle. As soon as I turned the corner and was looking at my brother, yeah. I was fine. That was my grandfather. I was shaking, holding him when I walked down the aisle. And then the minute I saw Kyle and saw him smile, like I, I could have walked by myself. Yeah. No, I was, it was, it was very, I was terrified, but yeah. Greg calmed me down because he is a very soothing person yeah. and he's always been that way. And yeah. Greg is the person that, you know, a lot of kids, when they have nightmares, they go to their parents. Mm-hmm. I went to my right. brother. I had my own little corner in Greg's room. I had, <laughs> I had a Care Bear couch that pulled out mm-hmm. and made like a bed. Yep. And that was in Greg's room 100% of the time. And I had toys there and blankets and whatever I needed was in that corner. So if I had a nightmare, all I had to do was go to that corner and go to sleep. And that's where I felt safe. I felt the safest when I was with when I was near Greg. Yeah. That's still pretty much accurate. Absolutely. And even there have been times when I was dating Mike, when I would be really upset or some things would be at their worst. I went to Greg and Els and I slept at their house in an air mattress. Yeah. And I felt safer because I was with them. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I love about my sister-in-law. Yeah. Is that she provides that same safety for me that my brother does. Is she as extroverted as, or is she a little more? Um, she can be. Okay. Um, with her job, she, she has to be pretty extroverted. Um, I think her meter gets full a lot faster than Greg's does. Um, but I think when Greg is near her, it takes a little longer to get full. I think she's able to handle the crowds and groups and people with when Greg's with her. Yeah. But she's, she's good with talking to people and doing that and stuff. She has to because of the job that she does. So, um, but she's just, she's very sweet to be around and, you know, I was watching. So for those of you that haven't listened, Ali's brother recently got married Mm -hmm. and I was watching their first dance. Oh my God. It was the most amazing thing ever. And I think what I adored the most about it is she just let Greg be Greg. Mm -hmm. And you can see like her laughing and like the genuine smile on her face when her husband is just being the husband that she knew she was marrying. Like just a man and just let him take the lead and be who he was and serenade her. And like, it was, I watched it and I had goosebumps. I'm like, Oh my God, this is the most amazing thing. So for those of you that don't personally follow me on Instagram and I will never give my Instagram handle. So if you don't currently follow me, then you never will. Um, (laughs) But my brother and sister-in-law danced to um, you're simply the best. Um, So they did not have a very slow first dance, Um, but it was perfect for them. Yeah. And like they, like my brother swung her around and they, you know, they just like kind of hopped around and danced. And my brother. It was atypical first dance not song. Not at all, but it was but so it was them. So, yeah. It was so them. And as then, soon as I heard the song, I was like, oh, this is so great. <laughs> and it was so great. And it was so great because then towards the end of the dance, he just picks her up and like, you, there's just, 
you look at the pictures of the dance. I mean, I have the whole dance, but I've also seen pictures. They're just so happy. Yeah. Like there's some photos where Greg's just smiling at her. She's just looking at him during the dance and it's just, they're so happy. And I posted a photo from one of the professional photos the other day that they took of them under the chuppah. And I posted, I was like, you know, the way that they look at each other is so beautiful. But then I also posted, this is how they look at each other all All the the time. time. So by beautiful, I mean icky. (laughs) Um, But it is, you know, I think the thing that I love the most about their relationship, besides the fact that they're so happy together, is that we were always taught that you have that your partner, it's more than loving them. You have to like them. Mm-hmm. And there will come times you where like you them. won't like them, yeah. but you will still love them. Yeah. And I think that that is perfect with Greg because I know that beyond the fact that he loves Elle more than life, he likes her and she likes him and they love each other's company and they love, you know, being around each other, going on adventures together and just being together. And I love that for them. And I love the fact that they truly are best friends and it's so nice to see. So here is my question to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Anybody listening, really, you guys can give us input if you uh, go on our socials. Uh, Do you think an introvert and extrovert could work? Yes. Okay. Explain. So I actually think it's better for an introvert to be with an extrovert. Okay. I think that there are are always going to be positives and negatives. Uh Uh-huh. But I think for an introvert, at least for me, yeah, I will never get out of my shell mm-hmm. unless I'm with someone that I feel comfortable enough to with you out of that shell. to get me out of that shell. So if I'm with another introvert, we're going to spend our entire lives secluded and isolated from the world because we're both too scared to experience it. Yeah. If I'm with an extrovert, they're excited to experience life. Yeah. I'm terrified. <laughs> but because I have someone that's excited, excited. about it yeah. and that I am excited to be with and I feel safe with, yeah. then they'll help me get out of my shell to be able to be excited to experience life as well. Yeah. But on the other hand, also an introvert can help the extrovert understand that there are some times where isolation and seclusion are nice. Yeah where it is nice to not be around groups of people, yeah. where it is nice to just sit at home and read or watch a movie and just be together. Yeah. So I feel like it's a good balance. I feel like two extroverts or two introverts are is honestly a bad thing because two extroverts, what happens during COVID yeah. when you have two extroverts that need to be around lots of people, but they, they only they have each, each other? other. Yeah. What do you do? how do you deal with each other when the only way you were able to make it work was because you were around lots of groups. Yeah. And then the same for introverts. What do you do if the only people you can be around are each other? Yeah. How do you, how do you survive that? Yeah. Like you can't have a healthy relationship if the only person you can, the only time you can be happy is if you're alone in your apartment. I think Kyle and I have talked about this too, and we've seen it change. Um, 
he used to hate like just sitting in the house. Mm-hmm. Would hate it. Be like, I see these four freaking walls all the time. Like, let's go do something. And I had social anxiety, so I was like, no, I'm gonna. Can we just stay home and watch a movie? Mm-hmm. Um, I think now he is so content with just being home with yeah. his family. There's still times where he's like, I want to go do something, which mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah. Not all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like as you get older, too, your dynamic and what you prefer changes. I'm not saying you're going to break out of the shell and be the life. You're not going to be a Greg. No. But you kind of adjust to mm-hmm. what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you could still travel the world in a heart. You may be introverted, but you will go book a plane ticket to anywhere in the world and be confident in traveling. Pretty much, yeah. As where I am going to heavily overthink before I plan a vacation. So here's the thing about me with travel. Because I've traveled so much. I have it down pretty much to a science. Yeah. I'm a planner. Yes. I have lists for everything. I have lists (laughs) for my lists. Your lists have lists. (coughs) And when I travel, I have lists. Yeah. Like, when, like, to an obsessive extent. Mm-hmm. Like, and I make lists for other people. Yeah. Like, when Canada was talking about possibly moving here, mm-hmm. I had two possible moving lists created. I deleted them yesterday. <laughs> but I had a moving list moving in an auto train. I had a moving list moving if he just drove here. I, like, I you had everything, everything yeah. including how much it would cost for each part. Oh my goodness. I looked up how much it would cost for an auto train. I looked how much it would cost to move like furniture. Like I looked up everything, everything. because I have to plan. Yeah. When I travel abroad, I do the same thing. Yeah. I make lists. The difference is, is that I have made those lists so many times mm-hmm. that it's second nature. Yeah. Like, honestly, I could decide tomorrow that, you know, the girls and I are moving to, I don't know, Ireland. Yeah. And I already know what needs to go on my packing list to pack to exactly go. what I need to go live there for a year. Yeah. I, I know everything. And I would be ready to go. I could be ready to go in three weeks. Yeah. To pack up my entire life and move. Yeah. Because I moved across the world twice already. Yeah. You know, four times if you count moving back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I know what it takes to move across the world and traveling, just going for a week or two. I do that every year. Yeah. You know, and like right now I'm trying to plan out a possible backpacking trip starting in London, working my way up and ending in Belfast. Yeah. Um, and just working my way through the UK and then stopping in, you know, Ireland and then going back into the UK because it's not a part of the UK or that part of Ireland is not in the UK. Anyways, we won't go into that. Um, but you know, I, I've already made a list for that entire trip. Yeah. I've made a list for how many days I would be in each place. I've made a list for how much it would cost for each place. I've made a list of what cousins I would get in touch with in Scotland to see yeah. if I could stay there. Like I have made lists for everything, everything for a yeah. trip that probably won't happen for another year or so. Yeah. But it's planned. Yeah. I have every detail down and everything that I want to do in each place. See, I'm like a partial lister and researcher 
So, for example, we're talking about going to the mountains for Christmas mm-hmm. because I want to get the fuck out of Florida and Naturally. have a different season and Naturally. be cold. Naturally. And I want different scenery. Naturally. So, where we're talking about going, there is like a train tour that you can do where you literally just take the train through the mountains. Oh, cool. And it drops you off and like a mountaintop town, you mm-hmm. shop and eat, and then you kind of go back down the train. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had talked about doing that. There's a place where the kids can actually go mining. Cool. And for gems and stuff. And then, you know, different hikes and stuff like that. So, like, I come up with ideas. Um, but I am also perfectly okay with when we travel, just enjoying where we are. Mm-hmm. Because... You're on vacation. Mm-hmm. You want to relax. And I don't want to take up every single second of every moment that we're there because I actually want to be able to take it in. Yeah. So when we went to Grandfather Mountain with my dad, when we celebrated, like, finding out the paternity mm-hmm. and everything like that, um, I forgot what they wanted to do the next day. They wanted to go, like, back up the mountain and go do something And I remember being one, I was so sick (coughs) because I get extremely car sick and Mm -hmm. driving those mountains, like I was done. You're rough, yeah. Um, I remember my dad asking me if I was pregnant on the way back because I had to make Kyle stop three times because I was puking. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just because I have so many, had so many issues with my ears, my equilibrium gets thrown off very quickly. Yeah. I get car sick. Mm -hmm. Um, So I remember telling like Kyle's like come on come on we had such a good day yesterday like we were on the mountaintop and blah 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 blah. and I'm like I just want to be yeah he's like what I was like I just want to be I just want to stay here let's it was beautiful outside it was like 40 something degrees but it was windy but the sun was out so it didn't beautiful feel that Mm -hmm. cold beautiful I was like I just want to but it it didn't feel cold unless like the sun went away Mm -hmm. and the wind hit and you were like fuck this yeah. But I was like, I just want to enjoy where we are. I'm not feeling the greatest. I was like, let's just take the day. And I forget, that was probably one of the best days we had. Mm-hmm. We were next to a field of dandelions, which I was in love with. Mm-hmm. I got some of the best pictures of Madison that trip walking through that field of dandelions. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the the everything from the weather to where we were to just being in that moment and I remember texting my dad and be like we're not coming over today we're not sticking to that plan like yeah no yeah um and he's like well you had these lists that you wanted to do Kyle prime example Kyle like you had these things I was like I get that but sometimes things change mm-hmm and when I go on vacation I fully want to enjoy it. even when we go to Orlando yeah. last time we went for Mother's Day they, we stayed in a gorgeous, like, vacation mm-hmm. community, I yeah. guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. And the amenities were insane. And I remember telling the um, my friend Danielle and her husband, there were so many things we could do just at the resort. Yeah. Like, that night, we ordered Mellow Mushroom because we can't get Mellow Mushroom down here anymore. So we all ordered Mellow Mushroom. We all had pizza. We hung out. We took the kids to the pool. We were enjoying, like, drinking, you know, mm-hmm. hanging out. And we were so pissed because that night we didn't realize there were four pools at this resort. At the main pool up by, like, where you check in, they had um, what they called water screenings. 
So they filled the pool with floats and different things and screened different movies every night. Oh, fun. And I was like, how fucking cool would that would have been? Like, they have a popcorn machine that you can go, like, snow cones for the kids. I'm like, we didn't even realize this because we just weren't paying attention. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, how cool would it be I took out to just book a week here and just enjoy everything here? Like, not going to the parks, not being on this constant schedule um, and I was big with that when we had annual passes to Disney. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, you have it because you want to go so much. I said, no, I got annual passes because I'm not on a time schedule. Mm-hmm. If I decide one day, hey, let's go to Disney, one, we could go. Yeah. And two, I have an annual pass. So if we don't get to ride all of the rides that we want to ride or we don't see a parade or a show or we can go back the next day. I miss having annual passes so much. And do whatever the hell we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm very, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't say I perfected it, but I kind of know what to expect. And I set that aside when we go on vacation. One of my things for Christmas was I literally just wanted to be able to go out in like a fluffy robe and sound like a grandma <laughs> um, and my mama bear slippers and sit on the porch and watch the sun come up over the mountains or watch the sunset with like my peppermint tea and just That's like beautiful. breathe. Yeah, it sounds great. I was like, why? Because it's relaxing. What the fuck? I'm like, you know how you get confused when I just sit on the shore and listen to the waves crash? Like it's equivalent. Yeah. So, but traveling is... I, I've not my I make lists, but I don't always stick to them. So my thing is, I haven't had a trip where I could just like go with flow, relax, and mm-hmm. go with the flow. I mean, I do that on the cruise every year. Yeah. So I have that every November. I get yeah. to just have a week where I can just do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. But other than that, I haven't had a trip to just relax yeah. in years. Because the fact of the matter is, is when I go to England, I have people that I have to see. Yeah. So, you know, I have to make sure that I see them. And also some of them aren't there all the time or some of them are making, you know, drives to come see me. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure that I'm on point to see them. Yeah. Like the last time I was in England, my friend Ellie drove like two hours to be able to see me. I couldn't just be like, oh, I don't feel like hanging out today. Yeah. You know, I, that was the only time during that trip that I was going to be able to see her. And now she's living in Portugal. Yeah. So, you know, when I go to England next year, I'm not going to get to see her. So I'm trying to figure out a way to fit Portugal into (laughs) that trip (laughs) or just go to Portugal because she's one of my close friends and I just, you know, I don't get to see her. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure that out. But so like when I go to England, you know, I have to stop in London because I have friends there. I have to stop in Stratford and Birmingham because I have friends there. You know, when I go to Scotland, I have family all throughout Scotland. I have to do that. You know, I want to make sure I see all of them. So I have things when I go to Europe. Most of the places I go in Europe, there are people I have to see. Yeah. I want to see. I love those people. But I do have to see them. Yeah. So it's not very relaxing for me. Yeah. So, like, I would love to take, like, a relaxing trip. Like, I would love to go up to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I would love to go up to North Carolina. Because I have friends in North Carolina. I yeah. haven't seen in, like, two years. That's they, what I want. I they li- they live in Hendersonville, which I love Hendersonville. Beautiful. It is the most adorable little town. You, I have a friend that just moved there. I beautiful. love it. And I never get to see them. Oh. 
and you know they live right near you know the waterfalls mm-hmm. and you know all of that area and I don't ever get to go and I'm like you know what? I would love to do that yeah but what I'd really like to do I'd love to road trip up there yeah I did it for my birthday three years ago and it was so yeah. much fun that's what I was telling my dad my dad mm-hmm. wanted me to go to Michigan for Christmas uh we had talked about it he's like yeah just take the kids on a flight uh one I don't want to be that fucking cold mm-hmm. no yeah, that's like bone chili cold. Oh yeah, no, you don't want to do that. And two, as much as like I fight because the kids are in the back of the seat screaming, or I'm stuck in a car, and I'm like, when the hell is this gonna end? I really do enjoy. Kyle will probably say different because he'd be like, "What do you mean you fall asleep the entire trip? Shut up." Um, depends on when we're driving. Mm-hmm. I really do like like I am an observer. And I really do like driving and getting to see, you know, all of the different, like, the leaves changing when you get out of, like, Florida. I love that. And you start hitting, like, Georgia and you see the leaves changing Mm -hmm. and, like, the red dirt. And those are all of the things that I look for. One of my favorite things about driving up to Georgia this last time we went was seeing all of the wildflowers and, like, Mm -hmm. the daffodils on the side of the road. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Like, I think I'm going to try and plan something. I don't know with who, but yeah. maybe, like, the end of September, I'll plan a drive up to North Carolina. North Carolina. So I really do want to go. I miss my friends, and I just – I'd love to see fall. Yeah. Because the next time I'm going to see – if I don't, the next time I'm going to see any, like, season season change is when I go up to Baltimore in January. Yeah. And then it's winter, and it'll probably be snowing. Yeah. So it's just great. I love the snow. Love going in January. That's become a tradition that we go for Greg's birthday. Yeah. But, you know, I want to – fall is my favorite season. It's beautiful, too. So I'd love to go up there for fall. So I got to figure that out. I when gotta... we went for Thanksgiving, <coughs> those are some of probably the best pictures that I have mm-hmm. because I was infatuated with, like, the fall foliage. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I just – you know, I also just – I like being in the mountains. I like being able to hike because it's okay to be an introvert there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to talk no. to the people on the hiking trails. You don't have to talk to anybody. No. You can just be one with nature or, like, <laughs> you know, ground yourself. And it's okay to not talk to anybody. Yeah. You just isolate yourself. And I love that. I love My it. girlfriend that just moved there literally lives 20 minutes away from the mountains. And she'll hike just to watch the sunset, mm-hmm. sunrise. And she'll go with her Kindle and just sit on the top of the mountain and read. Yeah. Honestly, I've had, like, the trips that I used to take up, up up there, I used to, like, just have my friend drive me up to the top of the mountains, and I would just sit there. And I have some photos that she's taken of me where I've just literally just been, like, mm-hmm. enjoying just the cool air on my face and just breathing in and just feeling calm. Kind of feel like you're in a different world. And I, some of the trips I've needed that because yeah. the week after John and I broke up, I went to Asheville and yeah. I went to Hendersonville and I was staying with them and I was able to actually like find peace with the breakup yeah. while I was there on that mountain. Yeah. Like just to be like, okay, this was the right choice. Yeah. So, you know, like honestly, like I would be okay living in North Carolina. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's really just such a gorgeous place. Like certain areas of it are just so beautiful. I it's funny because it. every time we go North, I will start, Looking at like realtor.com mm-hmm. <laughs> to find <laughs> houses wherever I am. So I did it when anyways. I went to Georgia to go see my aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found my dream house. It was total, it was five bedroom, four and a half bath. It was probably cheaper than anything here. 
two and a half acres on the water with a pool, wraparound porch, two-story house, metal roof. Mm-hmm. They wanted 500 grand. Yeah, for all that down here, you're looking at least over a million. Yep. By me, that's what they're going for. Yeah. Um, And I remember showing Kai and I'm like, can we move? He's like, seriously, no. So that's a big problem too, though, where I feel that I am introverted is I have a very hard time with change. I do and I don't. I get the urge to want to like start completely over and move and like have my dream house and see all of these Mm -hmm. things come to life. And then when I start getting down to the nitty gritty of it, I panic. So change when it comes to moving, I'm 100% okay with. Yeah. I love moving, but that's because I'm terrified of like, kind of like changes in relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified of like taking steps forward in relationships and changing the dynamic to yeah. getting very serious. So I move. Yeah. You know, like in New York, we were talking, you know, marriage and kids and moving forward and we were already living together and all of this stuff. And I was like, England looks nice. <laughs> I want my master's degree so you know went off got my master's degree relationship ended and failed miserably and you know all's well that ends well yeah but uh you know I you know we talked about this on you know last season the only time that I've ever not been scared of the future and not wanted to run away from the future was with Canada yeah but the fact of the matter is is that if you know I don't know how I would have reacted had he been like, okay, I'm moving next week. Yeah. Because we never got to that point. Yeah. You know, like I can sit here and say all I want that, you know, I was really excited for us to move forward and I was excited for him to be here and I cleaned out the spaces for him in the apartment and I was ready and rearing to go. But, you know, maybe we were both in that place where it was becoming a reality and, you know, he saw it before I did that it was terrifying. Yeah. And he wasn't ready, so he ran away. And, you know, I was stuck picking up my pieces. Yeah. But maybe he just realized something before I did that I was going to realize eventually anyways. I don't know. We'll never know because he ran away like a little bitch. Um, <laughs> instead of communicating. Because, you know, communication is key. And if you communicate, you can get through anything. He was also extremely extroverted, no? Um, yes and no. Mix of both. Yeah. Um, he, he definitely was more extroverted when it came to like professionally. Yeah. And he, he, a lot. W- he did travel a lot. So he definitely was probably more on the extroverted side, but he's also very much a homebody. Like, you know, he likes to read and learn and knowledge and, you know, he travels a lot by himself. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Maybe he travels a lot by himself because he can't communicate enough with somebody to be able to travel with somebody else. Boom. Mic drop. That's what it is. Anyway. But, no, I think that it's hard, like, 
it would be hard going from being an introvert to an extrovert, but I think it would be just as hard going from being an extrovert to an introvert. Yeah. Could you see Greg being an introvert? No, I think it would genuinely pain him. Like, yeah. be, like, painful for him. Yeah. Like, he was going insane during COVID. I'm sure. Like, there were days where I'd be, like, lying. COVID was fine for me. Like, I... COVID was fine for me in a <laughs> sense because I, at that point, was craving so much to just slow down and be with the kids. Yeah. Um. So, I enjoyed that aspect of it. And I really enjoyed teaching virtually mm-hmm. I know most people hated it I felt like I had my my ducks in a row yeah all the time um because it was in during my time I could plan everything and I was in control of it um but I also like when they started shutting everything down and we couldn't go to like the beach mm-hmm. and do different things that's when it started to drive me crazy so I was fine <laughs> Because I'm fine with just, you know, yeah, chilling. Um, but there, I remember, I actually have a picture of it. There was one day that Greg came into my room in a robe with his lightsaber and, like, a Star Wars, like, his um, Mandalorian um, mask on. And I, I think he was, at that point, just going insane. <laughs> He was ready for interaction. Like he really, with other he really need, He was trying to use the force to make COVID go away at that point. Because <laughs> like he just need, he needed interaction. Yeah. Only people he was interacting with was the three of us. Yeah. You know, for me, COVID was also a little easier because my company decided that they could work during COVID mm-hmm. because apparently architecture was a necessity during COVID. Yeah, even though everything halted. Yeah, and so you couldn't get materials, construction couldn't work, Mm -hmm. nobody could really do anything, but, you know, we still had to design buildings. I mean, Kyle, it worked for Kyle, but he's building roads. Yeah, so, but yeah, so we still had to work, and we still worked in the office. Yeah. So I still saw people, we had to wear masks and shit, but, you know, I still was around people. We only closed the office for, like, two weeks. Yeah. So, but, you know, it was, it was... I would have rather work from home yeah. at that point because it was frustrating being there. I also genuinely hated wearing a mask. Yeah. I couldn't breathe. It was awful. That was probably the worst part about teaching mm-hmm. when we went back. Yeah. And I remember so many conversations <laughs> being like, your masks need to be up. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard because I was teaching kindergarten when I would be talking to the kids on the computer. I don't know who and they'd be like, what? I literally had to take my mask off and be like, this is what I said. Or they finally invested and got us headsets. Mm-hmm. So the kids in the classroom could hear perfectly fine. But when they got the headsets, um, it made it a little bit easier. But I can't tell you how many times that I would get like a tap on my window, like, put your mask on. Like they would motion, you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay. Uh, so I would have to pick it back up to talk to my students. But it's, I don't know. I hated COVID. Mostly also because I met Mike during COVID. Yeah. And that was a shit show. But. Was he more introverted or extroverted? Extroverted. Well, yeah, that's because he was. An asshole. (laughs) Okay. All right. How do you really feel? Oh, that (laughs) that doesn't even scrape the surface of how I feel. Because I don't like him either. Um. No, he was 
I honestly think the majority of the guys that I have dated have been extroverted. I think the only one that hasn't been very extroverted was probably John. And he can be. If it's car related. I was going to say which one. He is extroverted as hell. Because even the other one had his. He could be extroverted as well. Introvert. But he was very introverted. I feel he, More than the other one. Yes. But he he could be in his element. Also. You know. Yeah, he, it depends. It depend, It de- would depend on the situation. Because if you got him around other juggalos, whether he'd met them or not, he was all for it and could talk to anybody about anything. Yeah. But, you know, if you got him around people like me and, like, scholars or anything He's like that, he was very uncomfortable and kept to himself. Yeah. So it really would depend. But a lot of the guys I've dated are very extroverted. Just talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, Mike was incredibly extroverted. He really did talk to anybody. But it's because he thought he was better than everybody. Well, clearly. And like he really he did. got knocked down to size, literally. <laughs> I mean, he always does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's interesting to see too. And we talked about this in a previous episode. Um, culturally, yes, there are times that you may be required to be one or the other. Yes, but I think also when you go with culturally, culturally, there are some cultures that are more extroverted. Yeah. I feel like the Latino oh, yeah. culture is much more extroverted. So it's crazy to me, too, because a lot of my cousins, there's a lot of them, um, there are a few that are very introverted. Interesting. So, like, Noche Buena, when we've done stuff like that, or we've had parties, like, they are very, too, even personally, mm-hmm. like, you know. I have family members who will share everything on social media. And then I have family members that'll be like, been a long time. And it's been like three and a half years since they've touched their social media page. Mm-hmm. And they still won't share like, Hey, we moved across the country. Hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I feel like that plays a big part too. Mm-hmm. I also feel your upbringing. Yes. You could have two very extroverted parents and be extremely introverted because that's just what you grew up with and you kind of sheltered yourself. It could also be a two extroverted parents and they kind of, you know, pushed you to the background because they were extroverted. Yeah. So they kind of like, you know, were so extroverted that you didn't have a chance to talk. Yeah. So you just learned not to talk. For me, my mom is more extroverted. My dad is more introverted. Very true. And I'm much more like my dad. Yeah. My brother is much more like my mom. Yeah. My brother, however, is a much more extreme version of my mom. No. Because my mom does get introverted sometimes. Yes. I am my father. 100%. I am not a more extreme version. We are the same. We are. Your dad only shows that extrovert side when, like you, when he's comfortable. Yeah. You know, like... If my dad is out and about, he does not want to be there long. He does not want to be in crowds. He no. no, he does not like it. But if you get him on like a good night on Shabbat dinner, yeah. he's got tin foil on his hair and he's singing Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> like my my dad is hilarious. True story. If he's comfortable with you. Yeah. And if you have him in a comfortable place, yeah. which is his home. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad has gotten a lot better since we moved down here. Yeah. When I lived in Baltimore, there are people that have never heard my dad's voice. 
my dad would literally grunt at people when they walked in the door and then go back to watching I think show. you told me that the first time I met you. Yeah. You're like, don't mind my dad if he just grunts at you. That's just who he is. Yeah, no, my dad did not talk to people. <laughs> um, down here, he does. He, he, you know, he'll hold a conversation with you. He's much more talkative down here. He's definitely opened up more. Yeah. Um, because, like, the Bohemian Rhapsody night, that would have never happened in Baltimore. <laughs> Ever. Like, that would not have, you know, like, I mean, when we were little, we used to sing songs after Shabbat, and my dad would, like, bounce us on his knee and stuff. Yeah. But, like, these things that, like, how he is now is not how he was in Baltimore. So. I think you and Greg have the perfect combination of your parents, though. Yeah. Because your dad is very much extroverted like your mom, but his comical side is your dad. Yeah, my brother. And then you are a lot like your dad as far as being an introvert, but your knowledge, how you speak, it's your mom 100%. 100%. Yeah. So I think it's like the perfect Mm -hmm. combination Mm -hmm. of your parents and it just morphed into the two of you. Yeah. And I think it also helps that um, one thing that my parents do have in common is though my dad is an introvert, my mom is an extrovert. They both are very warm people yes. and very giving and kind of want to just save the world. Yeah. And they gave that to both Greg and I. Yeah. So, you know, when we were younger, even in Baltimore, we took in people. Yeah. Like a few of my cousins lived with us. I had friends that when they ran away from home, they ran away to my house. Oh. I had a friend when I was growing up that if it was late at night, and he ran away from home. He would sleep in our backyard until my mom woke up. And there were days where I would wake up and he'd be sitting in the living room talking to my mom. <laughs> he didn't even come to talk to me. Yeah. He came to vent and sit and talk with my mom. Yeah. And, you know, we we were a safe place for people. Yeah. And when he would run away, he, I mean, in the start, in the beginning, his mother hated it. They were a very religious family. And I'm me. Yeah. And... I was his best friend and I'm a girl and that was just not heard of. Yeah. Um, but they ended up realizing that I, we were a safe place for him. Mm-hmm. So when he would run away, his mom would just call the house and just be like, is he okay? Yeah. Cause she knew exactly where he was going and he was always with us. So, you know, we were always a safe place. And then down here, I mean, yeah. you lived with us Angie lived with us. Megan Tim. stayed with us a bit. Tim lived there. John lived there. Yeah. You know, we've, we've taken in a lot of people because they needed it. Yeah. They, they needed it. And your parents place. have always been, I mean, your mom still talks to me like I'm her kid. Yeah. And you know my, I mean? she always will. Yeah. And my mom will talk to every single one of the people I just named. Like she's like, they're her kid. And for me, I feel like your dad is that like familiar face that you search for in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And it just like, like Greg, yep. you look at him and like, it instantly warms you. Mm-hmm. You know, your mom is a little more stern, has a stern exterior until she opens her mouth. Yeah. And you get to know her. Yeah. Um, But your dad is definitely like that warm and fuzzy, like. He's Santa. Yes. My, yes. my father is Santa Claus. <laughs> Papa up. Yep. And it's, it's nice because, you know, like all of the people that have lived with us off and on, however long, if any of them ever needed a place to go. Oh, yeah. They would 100% be able just to knock on the door. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I made a joke the other day because Val came over and she knocked on the door 
And I was like, I opened the I door. I would still knock on the door. I knocked, I opened the door, and I'm like, you know you can just walk in, right? I would still knock on the door. And she's like, I didn't know if it was unlocked. I'm like, it's always open. And then in my head, I'm like, we're the tanners. <laughs> I'm like, we should just start screaming. It's always open. <laughs> but that's kind, that's kind of how we are. We, yeah. you know, our door, unless we're sleeping or someone's not there, that door is always unlocked. It's yeah. always open. And it's always there for people that have, you know. Yeah, that need it. You know, Tim has basically... You know, not spoken to any of us, but if he needed something, we would still be there for yeah. him. And John just walks right in whenever he needs it. And like, your mom and dad, I feel like, celebrate with those people. A hundred percent. When I graduated college and your mom had me for, you know, you got we had dinner and she bought Everyone's me the cake. Everyone's birthday, everything. Every, yeah. It's just Madison, when yep. you're, you know what I mean? That's just the kind of people they are. And it's funny because I always felt that your dad was extroverted. It's funny. And your mom was more introverted. It's very funny, actually. Because your dad was more warm. Not that your mom's not warm. Your mom is warm, but in her own way. She ha- she takes time sometimes to yes. warm up. And she's very... She's not harsh when she speaks. She's just very direct. Yes. So it oh, takes... Oh, she can be harsh. Oh, but... I know. I've been there quite a few times. But no, she... Um, she's very direct with how she speaks to you. She's mm-hmm. very... It's stern, but it's not like it's very motherly. Yes. But in that, I'm your mother, you're going to listen. Mm-hmm. And your dad has always kind of been like the goofy, he's Greg. Yeah. Um, so I always thought the opposite until mm-hmm. I really got to know your parents. And then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, now I get it. Yeah. And it's, it's very interesting, the dynamic that they have. Yes. And I love watching my parents because I know that like if my dad's in a crowd, he's very uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. my mom loves talking. Yeah. But I also know, and that's going back to what you asked before, like, can an yeah, uh, extrovert and introvert make it work? Because I watch my parents, you know, when I go over sometimes, you know, before my dad got sick, every Saturday morning when I would go over and bring my mom coffee and I'd sit and talk to her when my dad would come out, the first thing he does is walk over and give my mom a kiss and say yeah. good morning. Or like when I would come over and they'd be like joking around in the kitchen and like my dad would be like poking her, like, yeah like annoying her and like even when your mom works like he'd still good night honey yeah like they're very much you know they've been married for 38 years and it's still very much you know they they love each other and they like each other yeah and i know there have been plenty of times over the last 38 years they did not like each other yeah and i'm well aware that they have not liked each other every day for the last 38 years yes but they have loved each other through the ups and downs and i know that a lot of those downs are caused by me yeah um but, you know, they've made it work even though, you know, through the introvert and extrovert, you know, my, and there are times where my dad actually is the one that's like, let's do something. Yeah. And it's not because he wants to be in a crowd. It's not because he wants to go outside. Yeah. It's because he wants my mom to get away from the computer so that he can have time with her. Yeah. So it's solely not because he wants to be around anyone else. It's yeah. because he wants to be with her. And if that means that they got to go to the zoo or they got to go on a cruise or they got to go drive through Lion Country Safari or the grocery store. Yeah. It doesn't matter. My dad just wants to be with her. Yeah. And I love that. And, but you know, it's being an introvert sometimes and dating an extrovert or being married to an extrovert, whatever it is. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. And I think sometimes 
it's more difficult for the introvert than it is for the extrovert. Yeah. Because for the introvert, it is, you know, for the extrovert to be more introverted, you're just around less people and you're you may not get a, as... and you may get a little bored. Yeah. You're, you're not as like, um, you know, exhilarated. Yes. You know, you're just kind of just, you get a little bored. You need to find more things to do with that person and yes. just that person for an introverted to be more extroverted. It's hard. You're facing anxiety. You're facing fear. You're Panic. facing, you know, this is, it's just a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's much more difficult. And that's what I tell Kyle all the time. I'm like, you are, it's so easy for you <laughs> to be so friendly and so like, boom. Yeah. I am not, it's just, no. Yeah. So I feel like if you are dating an extrovert or married to an extrovert or whatever it is, it has to be a very understanding yeah. extrovert. You know, I lucked out, you know, when I was dating Mike, he, Mike, he was an extrovert, but he didn't introduce me to anybody. So I never had to actually, <laughs> you know, meet anybody and be extroverted. And I just had to stay at home and worry. Um, but, you know, I have been with people that were more extroverted and I had to. There has to be an understanding. Of course. And there has to be, you know, like your, your mom and your dad, when you mm -hmm. talked about it, there has to be compromises on both ends. Absolutely. To make it work. I remember when John and I first started dating and I moved back from England, we were um, going to watch the McGregor Mayweather fight. Mm -hmm. That's how long ago that was. Um, at his boss's house with both his bosses, both their wives. And I remember like, do we have to? <laughs> like there was <laughs> half of me. That was like, yay, he's introducing me to people. Yeah. But then the other half of me was like, eh, why is he introducing me to people? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to meet people. I don't want to be around anyone. Thankfully, everybody was very warm to yeah. me. And I got along really well with his bosses and their wives. And I still get along with, you know, the boss that's still alive and his yeah. wife. Um, I get along better with them now, considering they're related to my ex. But, you know, it's what it is. <laughs> Way too small. <laughs> Um, but you know, it helped that they were so warm and welcoming to me, but you know, I, I, I've complained to you plenty of times when, when John and I were together that I was upset that he didn't take me to like car meets yeah. and stuff like that. But now that I've been out of that relationship for a long time and I've grown and I've matured, I'm so thankful he never took me to any of those car meets. Yeah. There's a lot of people there. There's so many people. And what was I going to do? Hide behind him and follow him around like a little puppy Yeah. or read a book in the car. I can read a book at home in air conditioning <laughs> and just wait for him to come home. And then I have all of his attention. Yeah. Like, and that's what it was. He would go to his car meets. I would hang at his house while he was at his car meets and he would come home a little earlier while we were dating. And then I had the rest of the night with him. Yeah. And it was just the two of us. So I had all of his attention until I went to sleep and then he played his video games. Yeah. But, you know, I would have hated going to those car meets. Yeah. It's a you lot know, of people. That's not why he didn't bring me. I know. But I would have hated it. Yeah. So now that, like, I look back on it, I'm very grateful that he didn't take me because that's, like, my nightmare. Yeah. And, like, since we've broken up, he's taken me to a couple car meets. 
thankfully he's taken me to those car meets and some of his friends that I now know have been there. Yeah. So I've been able to like talk to them and hang with them and, you know, be cordial with them. Cause I like them. They're great yeah. people. But like, if they weren't there, that would have been like the worst experience. Cause there's hundreds of people yeah. talking about cars. I don't know shit about cars. <laughs> I know what color my car is. <laughs> And the make and model, but that's it. Yeah. Ask me any questions about the engine. I don't fucking know. I know. I know where the uh, the windshield wiper fluid goes. <laughs> that's about it. I don't know anything about my car. Oh my god. Um. So you know, I don't know what to do at those car meets. You know, if someone <laughs> happened to have like Shakespeare's face on their windshield, their windshield and wanted to talk to me about their sticker, I would absolutely love to talk to them about it. <laughs> But besides that, you know, that's not the place for me. Yeah. So me being at a car meet would have been like him going to, you know, a Shakespearean lecture. Yeah. Like, it's not something he would enjoy. It's not something I would enjoy. Or Disney. I never envisioned him being happy in Disney. Disney with him was interesting because we had annual passes. Yeah. We went all the time. Uh, we went the one time that I was there. So I enjoyed going with him, but I also didn't. I enjoyed going with him because he let me control everything. That's a fair statement. So I loved that. And I loved the fact that he was always willing to go with me. Yeah. Because, like, there were times where we would wake, I would wake up early on a Sunday and be like, can we go to Disney? Yeah. And he'd be like, okay. And we'd just go. Because we didn't even pass. We could do whatever we wanted. Yeah. And our deal was I would drive up so he could sleep. And because he would, me, drive, he would and drive home. He would drive home. Yeah. Because I drive better in the morning. He drives better at night. Okay. So we had that deal and we just go to Disney. My only qualm with him in Disney was he never let himself be a little kid. Yeah. And I feel like that's like a necessity. And that bothered me. Yeah. Because. It's Disney. I wanted to go dance. In the parade. In the parade. <laughs> I wanted to listen to Mickey when he told me to dance. Yeah. And John was like, you can go. I'm like. No, but it's not fun. It's not fun if you don't do it with me. And he didn't want to do it. It's so much better when you bring a kid. I'm sure. But, so much better. So I was just like, you know, I would have liked for him to have let himself be a little kid. Yeah. You know, I, I know he likes Disney. I know he likes the rides. I know, you know, I also appreciate that he helped me conquer some of my fears. Yeah. You know, rock and roller coaster. I was able to go on Splash <laughs> Mountain. I was able to go on. If he ever tries to make me go on Space Mountain again. <laughs> I they, still will not ride Space Mountain. They will have to try and find his body. Yeah. I still will not ride Space Mountain. I'm so deathly afraid that my head's going to get chopped off. I rode it once. <laughs> I will never ride it again. <laughs> and here's the problem. First off, it's a horrible ride. They should get rid of it. <laughs> Second of all, I did not want to ride it. It's not I, that bad. I was not ready. You know, when we rode Rock and Roller Coaster, I was ready. I was ready to try it. Talk. I did it. And I've ridden it like four times. Yeah. I'm okay with that ride. Space Mountain, I was not ready. And he would not leave me alone that entire weekend. Was it the aspect of like being in the dark? I don't like roller coasters. Okay. It's in the dark. That was not as It bad, goes though. upside down. It, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Space Mountain? Once. Rock and roller coaster does. Space Mountain, you're not strapped in. You have like that bar over you. Oh, well, I hated it. <laughs> it was just it was just a 
it's also really rocky. Like it, it it's, is. it's really it's rocky. It's not like a smooth roller it's coaster. It's not. Like it's, rock and roller coaster. Yeah, rock and roller coaster is very it's not fast. A smooth it's, ride. it's terrifying, but it's smooth. Yeah. Space. I still swear it every time I ride Space Mountain, and I have not rode it in a while, mm-hmm. that that last, I swear to God, you come off the track, I don't care what anybody has to say, and that your head's going to get chopped off. So, my mom and I have both had similar experiences with Space Mountain, and we've both only ridden it once. My mom rode it on her honeymoon. Okay. And almost told my dad to fuck off. <laughs> because... In, she hated it. Yeah. And she had a child after the ride ask her why she was so upset. And she said that because she hated the ride. I was crying while we were in line to get on the ride. And a child asked me while I was crying. <laughs> and I said, like because I'm scared. And he goes, why are you scared? I've ridden it like six times. Cool. Good I'm like, you that's you. <laughs> and like, I'm in line. And like this, the start of us in line John's like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'm crying. Like, I do not want to be going on this ride. I just want him to shut up. So we're, we're, and as we're walking and he sees that I'm still crying, like I'm not calming down. He finally changes his tune and is like, we don't really have to do this. And I'm like, no, no, you've been bothering me this entire weekend. You won't shut the fuck up about it. So no, we do have to do this. Because obviously it's so important to you in this relationship. Like, I was pissed and I was sad and upset and anxious and just not happy. So I will never ride Space Mountain again solely because my first experience, I was not ready for it. And I was terrified. Terrified. So now I'm terrified of that ride and I will forever be terrified of that ride. Yeah. Splash Mountain, I was ready. I went on it. It was my favorite ride. I love Splash Mountain. Rock and roller coaster, I was ready. I've been on it multiple times. Splash Mountain, The Little Mermaid Ride, and Pirates of the Caribbean. I could ride all day and be happy. 100%. Um, Tower of Terror, I've never been on. I'm deathly afraid. My stomach's dropping just thinking about Yeah, I'm deathly afraid of that ride. And every person I go to Disney with tries to get me on that ride. That is a ride you mentally have to prepare yourself for. And like... Um, when Jonah and I went, when I got back from, um, Canterbury, Jonah and I went to Disney and he kept trying to like trick me into going to Tower of Terror. And I'm like, first off, no, (laughs) it's a big building. I can obviously see that it's Tower of Terror. I was like, second of all, you do realize that I have been to this park more (laughs) times in the last like three years than you have gone in your entire life. Yeah. And, like, so you telling me the bathroom is over there and pointing towards Tower of Terror? I know you are wrong. Bathroom's actually over here, to the left, three rights. Exactly. So, like, everybody tries to get me on that ride, and I'm just like, no. Yeah. Like, and that's not, you know, that I don't think falls under introvert being an introvert no i think that falls under like different types of fears yeah because my fear of heights is the fear of falling tower of terror is literally heights petrifying and falling you literally the door opens and boom that's it yeah no i can't do it yeah but splash mountain i'm petrified of heights yeah we just had this conversation the other day and we were talking about um danielle's one daughter when you toss her in the air, she 
mm-hmm. like grabs you. She's deathly afraid. Um, and I was saying, I said, you know, what's so funny is I was the same way when I was little. I said, I cannot tell you the amount of times that I would, I loved climbing trees, mm-hmm. but I would get all the way up there and then turn around and realize, oh, fuck. And I would literally sit at the top of the tree and cry for somebody to come and get me because I could not get back down. Mm-hmm. Um, same concept. Yeah. Because I'm scared of fears. But I will go on Splash Mountain and I will sit the front row and my hands are up the entire time. Oh, no, no, no. I can't do that. My hands are up the entire time. <laughs> no, no. So my eyes are closed. <laughs> my hands are up the entire time. Yeah. So I like Splash Mountain. I will go on it when it opens back up again. Um, And I've been on it many times. I, however, will not let go of that bar. And I will not open my eyes. When that drop drops, that final drop, no, no, my eyes are closed and my hands are so tight around that bar. They are white. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the same thing with rock and roller coaster because when they start, they tell you it stops and starts. That takeoff is intense. So the first time I wrote it, when they stop at the end, yeah, I wouldn't let go. Cause you thought they were going to take off again. Exactly. <laughs> and John's like, the ride's over. And I'm like, no, it's not. They said it stops and starts. And he's like, the ride is over. And I'm like holding on to the chest bar. My hands are white. My nails are digging into the inside of my hands. And I'm like freaking Bleeding. out yeah. that the ride's going to start again. And he's like, babe, the ride is over. And until we literally pulled in and I had to remove my hands. <laughs> but you because, were not removing your hands. Because the thing was coming off of me. <laughs> I was not removing my hands. I, I honestly was convinced that it was just going to start again. I was terrified. But I did it. And honestly, what got me to go be ready and go on rock and roller coaster was it was the one year anniversary of Robbie's death. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to conquer this fear for him. Yeah. And I actually have a picture of me at Disney that night, you know, in front of rock and roller coaster, having just, you know, conquered that fear. Yeah. Um, so. It's crazy to me because I will put my hands up on Splash Mountain, but I panic every time we drop in Pirates. That's interesting. Maybe because it's in the dark. I panicked for both. So. There's a picture of us when we took Madison. She was tiny. And we were on Pirates. And when we're dropping, I'm like, Mom. Like, my hand and my leg is over her. And I'm, like, looking at the camera. (laughs) First of all, if you don't know what that is, it's a 15-foot drop. And I didn't know this until we did the the Keys to the Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And they told us. You don't realize how big of a drop. It's 15 feet. Really? Yeah. And I was like, there's no way. Kyle's like, says the girl who panics every time we go down the drop and seat belts all of us into the seat. I like you're going to save us. I think it was that big of a drop. 15 feet. Wow. Yeah. Huh. But there is literally, I have to find it. It's somewhere on one of our Disney albums. And you can't see Madison's face at all. <laughs> you just see like here down. Kyle's looking at me and I'm just like this, like hiding from the picture because I was so scared she was gonna. There's no nothing to hang on to. No, I hold on to the bar right in front. Yeah, there's a that's it. But yeah, if you're a kid, no, like oh no. Like, so what I do is I hold on to the bar in front and I like it's stuck. stuck. <laughs> I stick my feet to the ground, ground and I like prepare myself yeah. for when it's coming. No, I seatbelt. Yeah, no, I the tip a typical like mom stop. Yeah, no, I I don't. I don't do drops well. but I'm, I was so petrified she was, like, going to float out. I'm an equal opportunity dropper. I just keep my eyes closed and everything. <laughs> I don't close my eyes. I just, I panic. 
I somehow think that if I close my eyes, I'll be more okay. (laughs) I think the only one I ever closed my eyes on was Space Mountain, one of the very first times I wrote it, because I was petrified my head was going to get chopped off. Mm -hmm. Um, Haunted Mansion. Like, when you stop and you're just sitting there because you've heard, even from, like, cast members, like, there's actually ghosts in there. Mm -hmm. And I'm so petrified something's going to jump out at me and I'm not going to be prepared for it. Mm -hmm. Um, What was the other one that I closed my eyes on? Rock and roll. Not rock and roller coaster. Thunder Mountain. Interesting. I've only ridden Thunder Mountain once. We rode Thunder Mountain in the dark. And I literally had to sit down after because I was like, my body was still shaking. So I rode Thunder Mountain on um, other John's first trip to Disney years ago. We were visiting Katie and Patrick when they first started dating. Mm -hmm. And um, nobody wanted to go on it. And he'd never been to Disney before. Yeah. And I felt bad that he wanted to go on this ride and it was first trip to Disney and, and no one, no one was going to go on it with him and he wanted to go on it. So I was like, okay, I'll go on it with you. I was terrified, but you know, my love for him was yeah. way more than my fear of roller coasters or at least that one. I went on it. It really wasn't that bad. It wasn't the worst roller coaster. Not during the day. Yeah, no, but, um, I've never gone on it since yeah. it's been like 13, 14 years. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't Katie and Pax. It was Katie and John. Oh. God, that was so long ago. <laughs> Fuck. I think this would be something interesting to do, too, if we did, like, introvert-extrovert fears. Maybe interesting. Yeah. So, if you have any ideas, or maybe if you're an introvert or extrovert, give us ideas on... I don't know how to word it. How do you cope with it? Yeah. That's kind of what I was leading. Yeah. So how do you cope with being an introvert, but having to be in social situations? And if you're an extrovert, how do you cope with having to be in more isolated situations? Or if you're dating somebody, failed relationships, and you were the opposites, why didn't it work? Yeah. Be an interesting take to see what people tell us. It would be. So I think we're going to close it there Mm because we kind of rambled and got off a tangent. But if you're listening still... Thanks for listening. And it's okay because Disney's a great tangent. <laughs> so, until next time. Farewell.